Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, Savage in Business, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Kamich, the Savage in Business, the bearded one, the Viking, the warrior, all that other great stuff that's going on in the future. Man, we are popping in, giving these episodes to you because Savage in Business, the podcast, is really about the lessons, the cool people, the friends that I've accumulated over the years in business, the people that I do business with, some fantastic people that are out there that have stories to tell you titillate you and of course educate you on the stuff now this isn't one of those morose podcast shows where once you feel terrible about yourself we're going to beat people up Uh uh-uh that ain't working in this one we're talking straight up about being savage in business guests we bring on all about where they're at life lessons they've learned the stuff they've learned about business things they could pass on to you and what they're driving for next success breeds success listening to the guests we bring on here is going to make you into an absolute savage business Today, I got my brother from another mother, Jackson Fisk, rocking it, joining us on here. Him of Goal Zero fame. That company, if you don't know what it is, keep an eye out for it because it's going to blow up here right away. I don't mean in a bad way, in a fantastic way. And he's an absolute savage. It's been my privilege to know him now for several years to be able to watch what he's doing inside of business. And I knew that I had to bring him on and start yakking about it. Jax, good to see you, brother. You too, Mitch. Thanks for having me, brother. It's awesome. Uh, that intro is amazing. So, uh, nailed it. And, uh, thank you for having me as a guest in Savage in Business. Love it, my brother. All right. We're going to dive right in. Of course, format for the show, three segments, talk about past, talk about challenges, talk about future. We're going to start diving in right on the past question as well. I got cool and fun questions. I got all sorts of stuff, but at the end of the day, you got started somewhere. Something was a driver and impetus, something that wanted to drag you in to this lifestyle as well how'd you get started man the past begets the present the future something told you that you had to be doing this for you and not doing it at the behest of other people uh yeah so i made myself unemployable we'll say that (laughs) (laughs) and you know for for better or worse there how far back do you want to go start of goal zero the path that got me to goal zero let's start the path that got you to goal zero man there's something interesting there Yeah. Okay. So I never thought I'd do safety. Anyone who's listening to that, I was the guy who would take his tool belt off when the safety guy came around, like everyone else did, because that was culture. But to back that up, I wanted to help people. And Mm -hmm. uh, there was this thing, and I'll I'll say as a teenager, there's probably a book coming out in the future about a life. So I won't go into too much detail. We don't have time in that. But my upbringing was good but different. Mm -hmm. So I had an overcorrection where I wanted to help people. I went out and I'm like, I'm going to be a cop. And they're like, no, you're not. (laughs) That's simple as that. I'm I'm not not allowed to be in policing due to some family history. So I was like, all right, I'll join the army. (laughs) They'll take anyone. (laughs) So I had a career. (laughs) They will. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. And the the career path's funny. It's like, oh, I want to be a pilot. They're like, no. I'm like, I want to be a firefighter or a medic. They go, no, join combat out, combat arms, and you'll you'll work your way into that. And you go, sure you will. Did that. It was great. Learned a lot. Went at a very young age. So, you know, it was a foundational aspect of my life. And then from that overcorrection, you're still young, and you go out and put yourself into some weird situations. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, good, bad, and ugly for whatever that is. I ended up getting myself into oil and gas and a trade. Yeah. And because that's where the money is in Alberta, right? That's where everyone goes, go make money, go out to the patch and 
I progressed really quickly into my trade and stubbornness, work ethic, you know, whatever it is, it's like, Hey, I want to get paid money. I want to make money. I want to do better. So I always mm-hmm. went and pushed myself there, had some great mentors, had some great friends. So I progressed into management really quickly where I was doing coordinating at like 26 and people were like, well, how, right. Helped that I looked way older because I was still bald. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, everyone just kept giving you me more money and more responsibility, which was great. And that's what I strived for. Um, okay. But they didn't really, they only teach you what they know. Right. So yeah. I, I, I want to put this out there. There was no one that ever led me down the wrong path into management. They're all great people. Mm. But you only know what you know. So I also had this underhanded aspect where I wanted to educate myself in safety to get rid of safety people. And because I would walk <laughs> into an office and go like, what do you do? Right? Like, why are you all in here? There's 1500 people out on the project. Go do work. Yeah. Right. So I started educating myself in it. You start realizing liability. Mm. And it's one thing that they don't mm-hmm. teach. Right. They're starting to, we're starting mm-hmm. to get better at it now, but as a business owner, as a manager, as a supervisor, you are legally responsible for those people. And no yeah. one tells you that, right? So that was the the kind of starting point. And again, I never thought I'd do safety. I actually just started taking it to make myself a better supervisor and then maybe get rid of some safety people and see if I could do things a little differently. <laughs> but I always, I was always the guy that would like fight and question things right okay. so there's a couple jobs that we got put into that i go look this isn't right and no one's no one's saying anything so i would be that guy right <laughs> i'd be like yeah no we're not doing it um and you know kind of to pick those fights and it wasn't to pick fights i just believed that we could do something differently or or we weren't given all the information so i ended up there we were at a job up in the oil field and there was a fatality. There was an industrial incident and there was a fatality 40 feet away from us. And it was showing a crew where to do some work. And it wasn't the crew that was doing the the other work that got hurt. Wasn't my job. It wasn't the job I was overseeing, but you know, it, it could have been easily prevented. And some pipe fitters were going to work on a wellhead. They were supposed to prove zero energy. So like make sure there was no pressure or anything in that lines. They didn't do it or whoever did it went and they isolated the wrong line is what happened. So when these pipe fitters went in and they went to go do their work, they're taking part in this valve. It was under pressure. It blew at the guy in the chest. And, um, you know, I, I think back of, you know, military aspect. And then when I got out of the military, I did go to school to be a firefighter medic. I skipped over that. I'm like, I can help this person. And you go, well, you can't, right? Like when you look back at it, you go, there, there's nothing that you could have done. Yeah. Uh, you, don't, you don't have resources. You don't have anything to help them. So you're just, you go, you're watching it kind of happen. The medics finally come, you know, they, they're not working on them or they're not driving. Everyone's like, what's going on? I'm like, well, he's not stable. We can't, they can't drive and work on them at the same time. We're on the dirt roads. Right. And then we see stars come in and I'm like, shit, this guy, he's not going to make it. Yeah, And he didn't, and it's very unfortunate. And, you know, he was 
one of those guys that's probably been at the job for 10 years, made a lot of friends. He was that go-to old school worker, right? Didn't question anything, just went to work, got the job done. That was my transition into safety, right? That was Ooh. like, the that was the catalyst of going, like, we killed this guy. And they're like, well, Jackson, you had nothing to do with that. And I went, yeah, right. I meant like society, society as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, it's something you never want to deal with. Lots of people grieve differently. There's people that grief counselors came in, you know, people were off work and, and for anyone that has to be through that. And luckily that wasn't my job to call anyone. I didn't have to, you know, talk to the families for that or, but I, the ripple effect mm. that that has on everyone is, is huge. And so it was there that I switched from like management style stuff is to try to get into safety. And, um, you know, I had people go like, we think you'd be good at this, right? Your background, you care, you've done everything and people listen to you. And that was kind of the, the stepping stone. So I worked with, uh, oil and gas companies, um, heavy duty industrial construction companies. And it's kind of fixing the same thing over and over again. We have all of these things. We have processes, SOPs, safe work practices, safe job procedures, hazard assessments, policies, and no one reads them, <laughs> right? You have yeah. them yeah. and you go, well, okay, how can we connect that? Why? Hey, you know, like, how can we un make it understandable to people? And how can we make them actually want to participate in this? And, you know, it's always a fight, but it's like, you have to connect with people to understand why we do these things. And if we can work on that, we can start making change. And that was kind of the, the thought process I had. So consulted for years. And then I really wanted to look at, okay, oil and gas is good. You know, yeah, they still hurt people and there's still all these incidents and, but they're, they're this big machine that has, you know. And they have their processes, they have their teams, they have all this. Yeah. Stuff. How do we help the companies that are going to work for them or how to start out? Mm. Because mm -hmm. as my time as a consultant, you, you see a lot of people that want to make a lot of money and not do a lot of work. So I'd go to these small companies and they'd be like, oh yeah, I just spent $12,000 and I got a safety manual. And I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> you know, like. You know, or there's come in, it's like, here's 20 grand, let me come implement this for you. Or, you know, how do we make people want to do this? Well, we need to make it accessible. So, like I said, I've made myself unemployable, not in a bad way. It's just, you know, <laughs> like I I I'm I'm strong headed, I'm opinionated, but I care. And I've worked with some great companies that I know would take me back in a heartbeat, but it's like I want to do my own thing. So it was how do we how do we help as many companies and as many people as we can, and that was kind of the birth of Goal Zero. Mm, fantastic. We're gonna be taking a short break here, brother. But what an impetus and what a driver to get you there. I mean, watching somebody go is mm -hmm. tough, man, and that's usually a catalyzer. It really tests you on one side or the other. It tests you personally. It tests your your sense of self, and it tests you to look at what's going on around you, and and decide that it's not good enough. You know, that is a, that is an absolutely exceptional thing that you just shared, Jax. Thank you so much. Hey, for our crew out there, we're just going to take a short break. 
We're going to pop back in right away and start going through some of the stuff that really got Jack's kicking it. But what a heavy thing to have to do to really drive you into Jack's. Thanks for sharing that, brother. And we'll be right back. And we are back talking to the great Jackson Fisk. Goal zero as well. Just shared some really heavy stuff with us. What really was a driver coming and came right down to somebody having to die. I don't mean to have to die so that he can decide to work for himself. Somebody had to die to give him the drive and the impetus to be able to get through it. So when we look at how we start in our past, that always begets questions like, what was a rather large challenge? I think you've answered that one fairly adequately so far that really you had to overcome in the past. But what are some of those constant, consistent challenges that you're seeing? Because after all, we're here, savage in business, to talk about the stuff that we had to get through, trials, tribulations, and sometimes some really horrific things. That's a doozy. What else have you been facing over the last little while? What have you been staring at? What's a great takeaway for people? Use challenges to drive ourselves. We use challenges to drive ourselves and to impart lessons. And then when we impart those lessons, we pass those on to other people. Challenges. You know, I have a book uh, of, of stories just for this. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for everyone listening, and thank you for listening, just know that every business book you read, when they say, hey, this could happen, it will most likely happen. <laughs> right? So as much as you educate yourself, a lot of people go into business, they only know what they know, right? Yeah. You, you're a technician at your skill and whatever that is, you have to learn the rest. So take it to heart when people warn you about certain things, put in the effort up front. So I'll tell you when I started the business, I started with a business partner, Mitch, you know this. Uh, yeah. Myron, yeah. he was a beautiful man. Uh, loved him. He was actually one of the first mentors that I would say in, in our field for health and safety, he came onto a job site of mine. And after I just kept firing people because <laughs> they couldn't work together and working as a team and we're in a high pressure situation. Yeah. And he was the first person that I met that showed up that asked me what he's like, Hey, what do you need help with? And I told him, he went, cool. Left for the day, came back with a detailed report, said, see you tomorrow. I was like, what? Awesome. Thank you, man. And, you know, he's about 15 years older than me. And I, I have to tell this story because I remember when he gave me, when I got the resume and he was a, a, a referral from a friend, gave me his resume. It said exactly what it needed to, to get onto the site we were at. I'm like, sure. <laughs> right. Like, I'm like, it's like he took, took the requirements for the site, just put his name on it. Went here you go. Um, and then I find out that, you know, he went before that, he went to school, you know, like a master in biochem and then went to Oxford law and then ran a nonprofit for 15 years and then had like all of his HR and safety designations. He was the lead investigator on the winter bobsled death for the Olympics there in Vancouver. And I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, dude, what, like, what, what? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. I'm like, you should be telling me what to do. <laughs> right? And he's like, you're doing great. Don't worry about it. And so when that job was over, we always stayed in touch. And that was like, I was like, Hey, this happened. And he's like, Jackson, you don't ever have to, you know, you're good, man. Like you don't have to run things yeah. by me. And I'm like, yeah. it's more a sounding board than anything. So when I told him about this big, what I wanted to do, I'm like, Hey, there's gotta be a different way we can do this. Like, how can we help people? How can we give our expertise? How can we make safety accessible to people and understandable and all this stuff? And so I told him, I'm like, let's do this with like small retainers, help people. And he goes, yep. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I'll do that with you. And I was like, that was our partnership. <laughs> so we went to a registry, which I will say this every time anyone asks me, 
or not. I'll just even work it in there like I always do. Yeah. You should not be allowed to go to a registry and incorporate a business. That is... <laughs> I, it's just... Anyone listening, it's the don't do it. biggest bane of business. Yeah, well, it's... You know what? Again, if, if, if you're educated in it, okay, go do... Yeah, it's easy. It's successful. I get it. If you're not, like, you know, you share structure. 100 shares, 50-50. Submit. <laughs> Right. And you go, uh, you know how many thousands of dollars it takes to restructure that as you grow a, a lot. Oh, so there's yeah. a challenge. I'll, I'll let people know. Just don't do it. Go go talk to a lawyer, please. Spend the extra money um, unless mm-hmm. you have someone educated in that process. So there, there was one challenge. So then we um, then we start going and well, we, we have nothing. We have an idea. <laughs> right. So here's this idea. And I go, OK. Unfortunately, he was going through a separation at the time. So he goes, Hey man, I can't, uh, can't work full time. I'm going to have to get a full time job. And I went, yeah, I get that. Right. Like I sure. So he goes and gets a full time job with the government, uh, <laughs> which is cool. Okay. Good on him. Um, which was great because then I could test all my theories against government legislation. How are we doing it? How are we handling this? It, it worked mm. well. But he, he wasn't really there to help. He was, he was there in support. He was there in spirit. And then unfortunately, when the separation started getting really bad, we, everyone has life problems, right? Yeah. And you never get to, you don't hold that against people because you, you're not in their shoes. But he he pretty much disappeared on me for a few months. And to the point where I had to call like a director's meeting just to get him to talk to me. Because, you know, as as men and some women or whoever and whatever you identify as, lots of people aren't good at sharing their feelings and their stress with other people. Yeah. So, you know, even though I'm the one person he could have called and went like, hey. This is horrible. I'd be like, yeah, let's yeah. Plan to get out of it, right? So he disappeared on me. I was in deadlock. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go to the bank, you know, like because we were 50-50 partners. I, you know, he was a director. We needed both our signatures on stuff. And again, just not knowing, right? So that was one thing. He came back. We got that sorted out. And we ended up going to this like startup. It was called the launch party. It was Calgary Startups Launch Party. Yeah. Yeah. We were highlighted as an up and coming tech company. It was, it was a great event. He, he made it down there and there's about 800 people. And he's like, I watched 800 people just listen to you talk. And it yeah. was amazing. And he's like, and everyone was like, why isn't this bigger? I'm like, cool. Give me money. Right. Like, no, um, that's why <laughs> and then the funny part to that people are like, Hey, we'll give you money. And I'm like, no, and they're like, what, why? I'm like, cause I don't want you to take my business yet. Right. Like I was, yeah. So we ended up actually going on screenshots of the business, which is another funny story. And, you know, they're like, oh, you're making money? I go, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> and so he was just hooked. And he's like, man, he's don't like, worry I about it. I, he's like, I want to, he's like, I want to do this full time. And I'm like, me too, man. I want, I want you here. I want you to be part of this. And so we talked about it and he's like, I'm settling my separation. And he wrote his letter. He got everything settled. And as soon as he did, he passed away from a major heart attack. And, Oof. you know, I like I was devastated. 
because I was like, okay, I lost my friend. I lost my business partner. And I was like, and it just wasn't fair. Right. I was like, he went through all of this and, you know, all of the, these challenges and then for this, right. Like that's the, the end of it. And, you know, yeah. stress kills. so now the business challenge, we had a yeah. USA. So we had a unanimous yeah. shareholders agreement. It was not executed. Like we didn't have it signed. We had it drafted. It wasn't signed. So for all of you out there, guess where the shares of your company go? <laughs> to, yep. To, to the estate of the deceased. And to uh, probate, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so it went to his family and his family are lovely people. They are amazing, but nothing happens fast. Right. You go, yeah. like, how, how do we get through this? There was some discussions and challenges to get through that. But it was about a year and a half process to get all that legal stuff worked out. As we were doing this, we were building software. So for everyone out there in Goal Zero, you can look us up. But I used a whole bunch of softwares as a consultant. And it was to make me more efficient. It was how can I streamline companies? How can I help yeah. them efficiently? Nothing did what I wanted it to do. And it didn't work for me. And it wasn't efficient. And they're made by tech companies. Um, they're not made by professionals in an industry. And I say that as a blanket. I, you know, I don't know everyone, so don't call me out on that. But that's the ones that I used were. Um, and there wasn't really anything for me to use one software or another. So I said, screw it. I'm going to make my own because I'm going to take what I know needs to happen for safety management and automation and, and build this so it, it can work for anybody. So when we started that software dev, for any of you out there go, I want to start software dev and you're not a technical person, do some research, call me up. We can have a talk about it. I'm totally cool with it. It's difficult, right? Trying to find the right tech partner, the right developers. A lot of people over promise and under deliver and you go, how are we going to finance it? So I also took everything that I had from oil and gas, everything that I made, sold it sold my house, sold my truck, sold, sold all those nice things that you build up all in um, and went all in to develop software. So I'm like, as we're going through all of these other legal issues, you go, I need to keep this going. Right. So this beard used to be like fire red <laughs> a couple of years ago, or <laughs> it was now getting its nice shirt of white in there. But I went all in. So when you're going through all these these bumps and these these challenges, everything's on the line that you go, I'm I'm not quitting. I can't quit. I can't give up. And from a legal structure, all I can tell people is structure your business properly to begin with. Yeah. Have USAs in place, have agreements, have open candid conversations with people on what you're what they're going to be able to give to it, right? Because you got to make sure that you're on the same page. If you're not on the same page, just talk about it up front first, right? So those are some of the challenges. We can keep going, but, you know, we, we make well, it. Well, I, I, I got a good question for you right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, this normally is quite a bit more in the third segment. We look at the future and we, we you know, we, we cast back and look forward. But if you had to not do it all over again, but make life a little easier for you, a little more smooth line, what would you give you five years ago or four years ago? or six years ago that would um, maybe not change the outcome, but certainly make life a hell of a lot easier for you. Yeah, that's a great question. 
I don't know. I'm so stubborn, Mitch, that I probably just keep fighting through <laughs> everything. Again. I'm like, I'm is that another like, challenge? That is, yeah. It's like I can do that. You know, there's a few things on the structure and the legality side. I wish I could have educated myself more on the business process side. You know, I, I'm really good at what I think we've created. So yeah. that's not it. But I'd be like, ask for help a little more, right? Always ask for help more. You don't have to do it alone. There's people out there that will always care for you and help you out. Be open to it. And, you know, I think it's coming from a different industry that you keep people at arm's length. You make great people, great friendships. But there's always that kind of like nagging thing that people are just out for themselves in certain mm -hmm. industries and situations, right? You see it with people trying to like get, keep their jobs and, you know, or their positions. And it's just, it, it's not nice. So I'm always hesitant ar around. Yeah. That, right. It's, it's always the what's in it for them, which is fine. If you have a, a, an upfront agreement about stuff, right. Everyone needs to be compensated for their time. Everyone is, you know, deserves an equal share for the efforts they put in, but be open to help right sooner than later right i'm obviously yeah. change that now but it's like it took me a long time there was i had i well, I even had friends and investors i had clients that wanted to give me money when we first started it's like here like this is amazing let us help you and i went no because i was also under i was like if i were to fail i don't want to i don't want to fail you i would only fail myself and i know i can pick myself back up and start over right so that's just a mindset Ooh, hey we're gonna pause right there that is crowd tribe you're listening to this get your head right jacks thanks for sharing we're gonna take a short break we're gonna come right back we are back talking to my boy jackson fisk goal zero check out goal zero dot app you got to bounce in there as well jacks you've been sharing some heavy story up until now and of course one of the underlying factors that stays with me constantly listening to you and for every entrepreneur comes out the form of challenges, comes out in the form of past performance, but you sharing everything you've gone through to get to this moment, it has to be consistency, man. It has to be persistence. It has to be stubbornness because you don't quite get there. And out of everything I hear, you are one stubborn motherfucker. You know, you just, you just will not quit. No. It's, it's a, it's a challenge or a problem of mine. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I said success or death. So it's a uh, success. When I say that people doesn't mean, you know, well, we will be jousting in helicopters one day and that'll be the way we go. But yeah, that doesn't mean that I need to own half the world, but yeah, you know, success to me means I have big audacious goals and I jokingly say world domination dot, dot, dot safely because yeah. I do want goal zero to be in every major city, every province, every jurisdiction and every place that people care about their people. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that that's my big audacious goal and love it. won't stop. You know, I've had, I've had friends, you know, and I, I love them to death. They go, hey, man, do you know you could just make a few hundred thousand dollars a year as a consultant and be happy? And I go, right, but I wouldn't actually be happy. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I yeah. know what I can achieve. Mm. 
problems. What is one of the challenges or one of the hurdles that you're going to have to climb over, blast through, right? As this keeps driving forward, you know, we, we just finished resetting challenges, how you got started and that blended a bunch of heavy things, but our ability to kind of look forward is also critical as well too. stubbornness and the inability to the inability and unwillingness to quit is a huge way for us to overcome these things. But what's one of those things that you can already see? You're looking down the road, you've had some great past experience and you're looking, you're going, no matter what happens, I'm going to have to deal with this at some point. Good, good question. There's a few things. And when we look at growth and you look at a global scale, it's do we have the right people in the right place? Do we have mm. the finances to back them up? Do we need to raise more capital? Do we actually set a culture though that jives with our company right we care about people it is it's mm-hmm. rough as i can look or sound or whatever like it's we care about people we want people to care about the clients we want people to go home safely every day and if we can't do that then we get out right like don't be there so you know growth growth is always a challenge Right. As we yeah. bring on more jurisdictions, more cities, more industries, we have to have more professionals that understand those industries, uh, you know, regardless of what, you know, the revolution of AI is. And don't get me wrong, I'll happily be nice to our robot overlords. I've seen Terminator. All hell our robot overlords. <laughs> you know, we need tech and we need human connection to actually make it feasible for companies and, and, and adaptable for companies. So we got to have. You gotta have the right people in the right place. Mm. What's a tip you you would just give to anybody? Anybody gives you more than five seconds in the street, what's something that you're telling them? <laughs> gotta go for a cigar. I need like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a dream, stick by it. If you have, regardless of what it is, okay, do some research. You know, <laughs> I've had a crap ton of bad ideas too. But if you have a vision, stick with it and don't care what anyone else says. Mm. What's coming next, brother? What are you really looking forward to? What's what's part of the driver? What's going on right now? And what is what is happening for you? What's what's going on? Because and now we're going to add an A and a B part to this, too. There's lessons to be learned as we drive forward. Right. Looking for obstacles. There's there's lessons to provide to other people. There's things that we're looking forward to. And then, of course, there's the, that absolute pivotal moment where you know everything's changing or it's going to change. What's next? Well, as soon as we secure our next our, our round of, of capital, there is going to be a huge growth expansion of Goal Zero where everyone will know who we are. <laughs> so that's oh, exciting yeah. in itself, which will then lead to jousting and helicopters. And so when you read that news article, everybody like, ah, he actually he actually did that. You um, talked about it out loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to my insurance provider, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, edit that part out. No. Um, <laughs> so you know, Big disclaimer. For, yeah, for us, it's it is it is that growth, and I'm excited about that. That's my mm. excitement. I truly want to see if we can help you know well it's a it's 100 companies in every major city in north america and 
jurisdiction that cares about people. <laughs> so yeah. we'll, get, we'll get we'll get the ticker out and uh, yeah, see how, see how fast we can hit that goal. What would you tell? So I got three more things I gotta I gotta get out of here, man. What do you tell aspiring entrepreneurs that want to that want to make an impact, want to make a mark, want to be able to go out and just smash it as well? Because you're still on your journey, but somebody mm-hmm. comes up to you and says, "I want to get started." Jax, you're too damn cool. I want to be just like you. <laughs> What's the Billy Madison thing? Stay in school. Stay here as long <laughs> as you can. Honestly, regardless of what the media will tell you or social media, get off that. Like social media is part of every aspect of our life right now, right? It it takes work. It's tiring. You're going to have bad days but you're going to have amazing days and keep mm-hmm. that motivation to push forward. If you're mm-hmm. lucky enough to be those people that instantly take off good for you. That's amazing. Don't let anyone make you feel bad about that. But the majority of that doesn't happen. So just stick to your guts. Mm. What's the most daring, bold, ballsy thing you've ever done in business? <laughs> told my industry I hate most of them <laughs> <laughs> I I and I say this tongue-in-cheek and I think you can apply this to every industry but I go it's the 80 20 principle in everything we do 20 percent of people are amazing they care about their business they care about the clients they serve if they're a consultant they care about you know that leaving an impact and empowering people and and uh then 80 percent man just want money to do nothing and mm. I, i've met a lot of consultants there i've met again i've met amazing ones i amazing professionals so all my friends out there listening you're still great <laughs> but we all know those people that we worked with that you go man like what what are you doing and my, get my better job, at your job yeah and that's also why I built our systems the way we did was to take work away from them. Yeah. Now, you know, we can help empower those other ones and make them more efficient and help their lives. But like, come on, man, if you're not adding value, get get out of the way, right? You're you're slowing other people's business down. So that might just Love be it. a mindset thing. Bold, I guess it's the definition. Oh, I wrote some children's books that went over well that we got to get published still. <laughs> <laughs> I can see there's the one up there. I don't know if yes. I, don't, I don't know if it's bold, but it was fun. So that one is the ABCs, a baby's guide to safety management. Because if a baby can do it, you fucking can too. Um, Hell yeah! So that uh, that was fun. Things like that are just entertaining. <laughs> Hell yeah! Last one. How do you define being savage in business? And how has getting to it contributed to you and your success? How do I define being savage? Well, after the ice plunge and then hunting, you know, chickens and killing them with my bare hands and uh, no, every morning. No, (laughs) savage to me is determination, regardless Mm -hmm. of what it is. If I can Mm -hmm. channel my anger, my rage, my determination into one thing is... I will succeed. Right. And that, Mm. that's a mindset. You know, you may, you may stumble, you may trip and you may fall, but it's really, 
I'm going to do this or die trying. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. We're going on on a high note. Hey, Jax, thank you so much for joining us on Savage Business, the podcast. As always, it's a privilege and a pleasure to be in your company. And to our audience out there, first of all, you got to check out my boy Jax too. Check him out, goalzero.app. You can find him on all the social feeds as well. You got to look at what he's doing. And of course, you got a business, you got to get yours. You got to get all up in Jax's slacks because he's going to be able to help out in business. Jax, thank you so much for joining us. Now, thank our you. final thought for the day, Savage Business, the podcast only works because of you. We're here. We take interesting people. We got people that got stories. They got lessons to pass along. And more importantly, typically are unafraid of their own shadow when it comes to getting their ass in gear and getting business to activate. Savage Business, the podcast is here for you. As Jax put it, there's the 80-20 rule. You're in the 20% or you want to be in the 20%. You need to listen to what the people we bring on, guests, friends, mentors, business owners, people that I know, hell, people that I don't really know, but they got an interesting story and they are getting after it. These are the things that you can take away, apply to yourself in your own life, and your own business, and of course, be able to maximize what you're getting out of it. So for this to work, you got to check us out on all the major channels. Episodes come out every single week as well. You need to pop over at mitchcavage.com. Get at us on Savage Playbook if you really want to drive what's going on. And the Worldwide Entrepreneur Academy, you're just getting started. Get in there, tools, resources, tips, tricks, and ideas to make your thing move. And of course, I'm your host, Mitch Cavage, the Savage in Business. We'll see you on our next episode of the Savage in Business, the podcast. And let's make it rain.